welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Today's episode is talking about boundaries and applying the laws of boundaries to marriage. So there are, I believe there's five laws, one, two, three, four, five, yes, and we're going to cover them today. These are really interesting, and there are laws of boundaries in your marriage or in your relationship, even if you're not married, you're in a long-term relationship, which are the men I work with are usually in relationships or they're married guys. So if you're a single guy, this will still obviously help you for the future years to come with a significant other or really anyone because we need boundaries with everyone. Um, Before we go into this further, I want to remind you guys that I just recently put a page on my website with book recommendations and I wanted you to be aware of that. So if you go to stephaniegonowski.com or sgdatingcoach.com, you will find that there is a book recommendations tab and it has books on... um, on relationships, obviously, communication, um, body language, money, all that stuff. So the brain, there's a lot of brain mindset books. So these are all books I've read. If you have any questions about them, just ask me. You could shoot me a DM or whatnot. But it would you would be doing me a favor if you bought them through that website, through my website and through that page on my website, um, just because I'm doing an Amazon affiliate thing where obviously I make like a dollar if you buy like 10 books. <laughs> no. no, but seriously, if you could just buy them, you know, if this helps you and I know you guys are always coming to me with recommendations. So I wanted to have a place where they're all there. And I also wanted to let you guys know that I make a tiny commission off of what you buy through the website and it would help me out. So just to let you know of that fact, since like I said, I get rec- I get asked all the time for book recommendations. So with that being said, one of the books I recently put on that list is Boundaries. This is a New York Times bestseller. It's written by two um, doctors of psychology, and it does have a Catholic or Christian spin on the book. So there is a lot of referring to the Bible and certain parts of the gospel. If you are a person who's like, ah, religion or Christianity, no, then do not read this book. But if you want to learn a lot about boundaries and you don't mind that the book has a Christian spin, then I highly recommend you to pick up this book. I honestly, I personally wish it didn't have such Christian spin because I know it's going to turn off a lot of people. And I've had, I talked to people who are like, do you know any books that don't have that, you know, the, the Christianity in it? Um, but this is really the only book I've read that is strictly all around boundaries. So, and it is 
amazing. Like each chapter covers boundaries with your spouse. The next chapter is boundaries with your kids. The next one I'm about to read is boundaries at work. So it is really, it really gets, I didn't fucking know there was so much to learn about boundaries. <laughs> like, And even I know a lot, obviously I study it a lot. I've, like I said, I haven't read a lot of books directly on boundaries, but I have done a lot of studying um, through gender intelligence around boundaries in a relationship, um, through the Gottman Institute articles and blogs. They they have a lot of information around boundaries that I study. Other books, of course, touch upon boundaries in different ways, but they don't straight out say, here's what a boundary looks like. Here's an example, blah, blah, blah. And this book does that for you. So it's really cool. And like I said, I highly recommend it. Um, you could go head over to um, stephanieganowski.com and find it on the book list along with some other books that maybe you maybe be that maybe you'll be interested in at this time or sgdatingcoach.com so hop on over check it out and look at the reviews because it has great reviews too anyway on to the topic today of boundaries let's go so applying the five laws of boundaries to marriage let's go through these babies Really interesting. So the first one is the law of sowing and reaping. And the main point I got out of this one is you got to understand that you can't change her, but you can change your response to her. You can change your reaction. And that's what I tell all my guys. I'm always like, all right, you get to choose how you react. Maybe you don't get to choose, you know, the what happens to you in life, but you do choose your reaction. You do, and no, you don't choose the emotion that hits you, but you can interpret that emotion differently, which which is a feeling, right? Feelings are interpretations of emotion. That's what makes feelings and emotions different. Um, and sometimes you have an initial interpretation or initial feeling that just occurs naturally, and that's how you interpret uh, your your anger or your sadness. Um, but you have the choice to of moving forward with that feeling and saying, is this how I want to feel about this? Or do I want to change my feeling? Same as what this this law talks about is do I want to do I want do I want to choose to react to her this way? Or do I want a different reaction? And what I tell guys too, which is when when guys first start working with me, they're like, all right, well, what if she's she's not part of the program? It's just me working with you. So how will I see changes? in her if she's not listening to what you're saying and she's not taking steps as well. And I always tell them, guys, don't worry about it because even your reactions by you simply alone, just you changing your reactions will in turn change her reactions. And that's so important and such a piece of gold because this way, you take full ownership. This puts you in that mindset of taking full ownership, guys, over the fact that you have more control than you think. You have more power than you think, and it's all in your choice. And when guys have a sense of emotional choice, and when they know they have that, it's freedom. It's freedom, guys. And a lot of men will not choose to have that freedom. Instead, they'll say, no, I don't have a choice. Like She has to be in on this. It's either we're both in or we're both out. And that's it. That's it. And like you just, they stop right there and they don't want to because they don't want to put in the work. That's what lazy fucking guys do. Okay. And I'm not the one, and you know this, I'm not the person to say it's all up to you guys to change the relationship. I'm simply just sharing this with you because I work with men. Okay. And I chose to work with men because I know there's not a lot of people helping you guys in the emotional realm of relationships. 
And I want to be there to give you strategic um, steps and a proper healthy thought process around all this so that you could take care of yourself, yourselves and your partner and your family. Okay. And that's, that's why I'm not like preaching to women. I don't work with women. So don't give me that shit. <laughs> and I know you're not if you're listening to this, but there obviously are, it, it goes back to the guys who watch my page and read the content. And right away, their first comment is, okay, well, what about her? And this goes both ways. Yeah, I get that. I got it. Don't worry about that. Worry about you, you know? And I'm just constantly trying to remind guys to to worry about them and what they can control. Because as I just said, you know, part of this law, the law of reaping and sowing, sowing and reaping, you can't, um, you can't control her. Okay. You can control yourself and you can see massive change in your partnership and in her just by you changing yourself. So first it takes ownership to do that. It takes you pushing away your ego to do that. And it takes you to say, all right, if I don't care if I have to put in most of the work, I'm going to get the result I desire because that's what I deserve. And that's what I want for my life. And then we're going to see how she reacts. And if she doesn't react in alignment with what I feel good about, what my gut feels, what feels right in my gut or what feels right when it comes to compromise, then I can move on with my life and I won't be in a shitty relationship or I won't be in an avoidant relationship and I won't be in this uncomfortable relationship. You're doing this for you. You're putting in this work for you and your relationship, but mostly for you. All right. And I stress that with all the guys I work with, especially because in my program, the Effective Communication Method, which is a three-month program, I stress the importance of men, my clients, prioritizing themselves before anything else. That's the first thing we go over is, all right, how can we get your life in the best place possible at this moment? Because you're no good if you're not taking care of yourself. You're no good for her if you're not taking care of yourself. You're no good for this relationship if you're not taking care of yourself. If you're not happy with yourself, if you're not happy with what you're doing in life, if you're not addressing certain factors that you're unhappy with or at least moving towards what you want, then you're no good. So let's get you in a healthy, happy place. All right. And that's that just goes to show like I, I love my clients. I love you guys. And I want you to know that when you when you take care of yourself, it puts you even more in that place of confidence where you then decide you're going to choose and make the right choices. All right. And that comes with the way you choose to respond to her. Because think about it. If you're in a place where you're feeling really good about yourself, it's going to, that's going to lead into your reactions. Think about a guy who first doesn't take care of himself, right? Like he doesn't take care of his health. He's, he's mopey. You know, maybe he, he's in victim mode. Whenever she says something, he puts his head down. You know, he feels like, oh, well, fuck me, right? And has that type of attitude. That guy, you know, how do you think he's going to um, respond to her when she, when she says something? Like, like I said, he's going to be mopey. He's not going to stand up for himself. Or he's going to be super aggressive and defensive. And she's not going to like that either. And like that, I mean, she's not going to communicate with it. You know, when someone's mopey or defensive or angry, that's not what makes a person open up to you. Now let's think about a guy who is happy with his life, who's excited, has passions, has hobbies that don't involve other people. It's just, it's just about him. It's for him. He's doing shit for him. Therefore, he feels fulfilled. He feels like he's got his shit together and he's proud of who he is and he knows he doesn't need anyone else to make his life great. He can do it himself. And yeah, a, an ideal partner, like the right partnership, 
a healthy partnership would be so much better, but he's got his head on his shoulders. He feels good. He's con- he's a confident as fuck guy. All right? That type of guy who knows his worth, who knows he's worth being loved, that guy is going to react to her in a way that stands for himself, in a way that shows love towards her because he loves himself, in a way that shows respect towards her because he respects himself. All right, the way you treat yourself is the way you carry yourself. And when you carry yourself a certain way, your reactions and your emotions and your tonality and your body language, they all match up to the way you think about yourself when you're by yourself. So that's a really good question to just ask yourself right now. How do you think about yourself when you're by yourself? All right, because maybe that's a part of you that you need to work on. And maybe it goes back to, hey, I need to focus more on self-prioritization because I do realize that my responses to her are aggressive, are angry, are mopey or needy, desperate, Um, you know, lack of self-worth. I feel like I'm not good enough. If you have these feelings in response to her and they're going through your response to her, you guys are going to get nowhere. You need to take care of yourself. You need to prioritize yourself. Right? And if you're resonating with this right now, let me know because I can help you. This is what I help my guys with. This is what I am good at. <laughs> Reach out to me. Seriously. Okay, guys. So back to the law of sowing and reaping. Um, the main point of this law, I kind of went off on a tangent based on my favorite note that I took. <laughs> the The main point of the law of sowing and reaping is that natural consequences are needed to resolve problems in a relationship. Okay. So there needs to be consequences. The consequences are the boundary. And as I was just saying, you guys, when you're a confident man, you stick with the consequences that you hold in your relationship. All right. If you're a guy who doesn't feel like he's worthy, doesn't feel like he's good enough, holds his head down, or is just super aggressive and doesn't really want to communicate because underneath it all, he's afraid to, whatever the case may be, when you are in a better place with yourself in your own relationship with you, You stand for yourself, right? You respect yourself. Therefore, you hold consequences when needed. So for instance, let's say that your your wife is overly critical and she's even hurtful. Like you guys get into arguments and she starts calling you names and shit and you both see a counselor and you just don't want, you don't see the the logic in her calling you names and getting just carried away with with not really making a point, just making you feel like shit and like criticizing you. So something you could do to set a natural consequence, aka a boundary, would be to say something like, I will not talk about this issue alone anymore with you. I'll only talk in the presence of our counselor. Or something like, if you continue yelling at me or criticizing me like this, I'm going to go upstairs and shut the door. Or I'm going to go to my friend's house and spend the night there. All right. So the boundary isn't when you got it, when you think of boundaries, they're not to protect. I mean, they're protect, they're protecting you. Right. And they're not telling someone what they can't do. Like the, the person has a freedom to do it. You're just protecting yourself on that same level. So it's like, all right, you can continue doing this, obviously, but then I'm going to do this. So it's putting yourself in that place of protection and also raising yourself on the self-importance scale and showing her that you are worth it and deserving of someone who talks to you the way you want to be talked to. All right, so remember that. Let's move on to the next law. This is my favorite one because it it gives a really good example. 
the law of power. So main note from here is accepting someone as she is, respecting her choice to be that way, and then giving her appropriate consequences is the best path. We accept her as she is, right? You accept the woman you're with for as she, just as she is, um, respect her choice to, to be that way, to be how she is, and then give her appropriate consequences when needed. So when her choices interfere with your life or your relationship together, and it either brings you down in a negative spiral or it affects you in a way you don't want to be affected, that's when you implement consequences, okay? When her choices are aligned with your choices, that's great. But when they're not, and when you're not okay with her choices, then you have to find a way to put yourself in a position outside of that choice, okay? Or outside the path that she's chose to be on. Um, let's do, there's a couple examples. I'm going to give you two examples here. Before boundaries, you would say, stop yelling at me. You must be nicer. After boundaries, you would say, you can continue to yell if you choose to, but I will choose to not be in your presence when you act that way. All right. So you know, you're accepting her choice. You're like, you can continue to yell if you choose. That's your choice. Go ahead. But I will choose not to be in your presence when you act that way. All right. So once again, you are um, telling her, yeah, here I see you going down this path. That's what you chose to do. Here's what I choose to do because you're allowed to have a choice also. And it doesn't always have to align with hers, but it's just acknowledging hers and then knowing what yours are. And there's a clear line there, right? Or there should be. Um, A lot of people don't you know, they don't know how to differentiate uh, between, you know, acknowledging that their partner has one way of life and has certain choices that they don't agree with or want to live by. And, um, and it's okay. You don't always have to. It doesn't mean you can't be in a partnership. All right. It's understanding too, that we're always going to be, you know, our partner's always going to have different choices than we do with different things. Sometimes those choices really don't make a difference in our life. Sometimes they're huge and they really affect us where we're like, wait, can I even be with this person anymore? So there's two ends of the spectrum, right? But but when it comes to boundary setting, most of these are in the middle where it's like, yeah, you're going to get into fights, but you can't say, stop yelling at me. You must be nicer. That's going to get the person, you know, what is that really? There's no consequence there. There's no boundary there. It's kind of just pissing the person off even more because she's like, you know, most likely she'll say, I'm not yelling and like, oh, be nice. Yeah, I'll tell you how to be nice. Like it just that's not a statement that gets anywhere Um, versus boundaries. Like I said, you can continue to yell if you choose, but I will choose not to be in your presence when you act that way. All right. See how there's a fine line. And then if she continues to yell, you better stand true to your boundary and you better fucking leave. The big, the hardest part about boundaries, I tell my clients, I stress this in my program so much. The hardest part about boundaries is keeping the boundary. It's not setting it, it's keeping it. All right. So after you say something, you better commit to what you said and you better stand true to what you said so that she knows when you state a consequence, you mean business. You're not fucking around. You will leave her presence if she continues yelling. But you're also allowing her to have freedom and a choice to yell. We're more likely we're likely to be more open and more communicative when we have freedom. When we have a partner, we're like we always whenever there's resistance, we always freak out with everything. 
Like if our partner says, you can't do that. We're like, oh yeah, watch me. Fucking watch me. Like we, we grew up that way as kids, rebelling kids. It's just in our nature to be like, you know, mommy was like, don't touch that. And you wanted to touch it so bad. <laughs> like, and you probably did because you were told not to. And it was just like, you were a teen. It's like, don't ever, don't ever drink alcohol. Don't ever, you will experience this and don't do it. Don't do it. The more you wanted to do it, Right. So it's just in our nature to be that way. So the more you can give yourself choices and freedom, the more you can give your partner freedom, the better, okay? Another example is you've just got to stop drinking. It's ruining our family. Please listen. You're wrecking our lives, all right? So there's a lot of blame going on there, right? There's a lot of, here, I'm telling you what to do. Please listen. You're wrecking our lives. When after the boundaries, here's what it would look like. You may choose not to deal with your drinking if you want, but I will not continue to expose myself and the children to this chaos. The next time you are drunk, we will go to the Wilsons for the night and we will tell them why we are there. Your drinking is your choice. What I will put up with is mine. Oh shit, that's good. All right, so see what that does. It once again gives the person the choice to drink. All right, you have a choice. Go ahead and do what you want. But here's what I'm doing, and I'm going to be very clear about what I'm doing in relation to your, to your choice. All right, by the way, if you hear my dad yelling, since I'm still here visiting my parents, we have a really bad storm in New Jersey, and there's a huge tree in front of my house that's cracking, so he's freaking the fuck out. Um, yeah, so if you hear screaming in the back, that is him. Okay, so back to the laws. The next law is the law of evaluation, The main point I got from this law is spouses who are wise and loving will accept boundaries and act responsibly towards them. Spouses who are controlling and self-centered will react angrily. All right, so this goes back to my first point. It's all about the reaction and your reaction tells your partner a lot about you and a lot about your relationship moving forward. Okay, so you really want to understand, all right, how is my spouse, how is my woman reacting to me when I place these consequences, especially, you know, is she, um, does she acknowledge them? Like, does she respect them? How is she reacting? And is she getting angry or is she understanding? Because a spouse who is angry is more on a spouse or partner who's, who reacts angrily to consequence and flips the fuck out is most likely a controlling person, um, who has never had boundaries in her life and therefore doesn't want any right now either. All right, if she's loving and accepting of the boundaries or understanding, that's a really good sign. And understanding doesn't always mean, okay, like, um, I totally understand. Yeah, let me, thanks for giving me that consequence. Like, it's not always going to be happy and butterflies, right? Like, she's still going to be like, oh, really? All right fine. And then like, maybe she'll go and like spend some time thinking about it. And then, and then since you gave her freedom, she's more likely to come out and show that, you know, she can lighten up and, and she can agree with what you said or come to a conclusion or compromise with you. So when you do have a spouse who comes to a compromise and is loving and appreciates that you even put a boundary down, that's a really good sign. And that's a sign of a healthy communicative relationship. All right, another point I came across in this law of evaluation is do not confuse boundaries with the new way to control a spouse. It's the opposite. It's giving up control and beginning to love. 
You are giving up trying to control your spouse and allowing her to take responsibility for her own behavior. All right. And this is what I said um, in the last point is you're not telling her what to do. You're actually doing the opposite. Like you're stating what you expect and what you know you deserve and you're telling her what your choice is. Um, So like I said, it's acknowledging her choice and saying you can do this. Okay, but here's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to stand by what I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking do it. So you're with me or you're not. And that's that's the most important part to stress is it's not it's not controlling her. It's not telling her you can't do that, you know, do that again and I'll do this. You know, it's more like, okay, go ahead and do that again. But I'm going to do this if you do that. All right. Yeah. Let's go to the law of exposure. This is the, the final law. I believe. Yes. The law of exposure. The main the main point I got from this law of exposure is boundaries need to be communicated first verbally and then with actions. They need to be clear and unapologetic. Okay? So you need to communicate them verbally. All right? Don't like beat around the bush and just assume that she knows. I just posted something on on Instagram that was like, you know, your woman's not a mind reader. You have to be verbally expressive and very specific okay especially when it comes to boundaries and stating consequences and then with your actions so you need to have actions that match your your verbal consequences if you state a consequence like i said you better follow through that is the most important part don't say you're gonna do it and then stick around just because she's you know you feel bad do not feel bad you need to stand up for yourself and you need to not feel bad for her because she needs to take responsibility for her feelings um, and you need to take responsibility for the boundary you set. Okay, so if you if you stated a consequence and she just continued and you said you would do something, if she continued, go do that thing. Go leave, go upstairs, go downstairs, shut the door, whatever, and then you can come back and you could talk it out with each other. Okay. And it's, it's from a loving place. It's you loving yourself enough to, to go do what you said you would do if disrespect continued is really what it comes down to the majority of the time. All right. If someone's disrespecting you and you're getting signs of disrespect, you're going to do, take a cert, say something and you're going to take a certain action to follow through on what you choose to do when you're disrespected. And as this says, you need to be clear and unapologetic. So no apologies. Don't apologize that you went in your room. Don't apologize that you, you know, it's most likely both of your room. So the room is a tough place to go if you're stating a consequence. I would go and, you know, either go out, you know, get out of the house or go in your office, whatever, um, whatever makes most sense to you personally. But do not apologize for going there. Do not apologize for setting your boundary or your consequence. Right, because that's the only way. If you're clear and unapologetic, that's how you get respect. You don't get respect when you come back and say, "I'm so sorry." You get respect when you come back and say, "All right, do you want to talk about this now?" All right, I love you. I'm ready to talk about this. Let's go. I want to understand, like, what's your side of it? Like, let's talk. And it's coming from that place of calm, calm confidence. All right, and that's when she respects you, and that's when when she respects your boundaries. When you come back and you don't apologize for the boundary. You are firm in your decision and you're proud of your decision. Inside, you're smiling because you're like, shit, I did good for myself. 
right? And that's how I want you guys to feel. I want you to feel like you're doing good for yourself every step of the way. And I work with too many guys who come to me, which I'm so glad they come to me because through the process of me working with them, they're out on the other side and they're like, now I feel good. <laughs> it's like, I want all men to feel this way. Ah. And I really do, guys. I really want to help as many men as I possibly can through this. I know boundaries is a huge, huge challenge for you guys, especially um, especially right now, especially during this time when... Um, you know, the, the communication roles, the, the gender roles have shifted a lot um, in the past few years even. Um, you know, emotions, the, your insecurity around emotions as men is, is quite drastic uh, when it comes to competing with the feminine. Like women are very comfortable emotionally and men are most likely to avoid emotion or run away from it. And a lot of boundary setting and Um, conflict and getting through conflict takes emotional intelligence and it takes a certain emotional capacity for you to feel comfortable and confident there. So by me giving you this confidence through my training, I have very specific training skills to help you guys understand how to communicate most effectively in your relationship so you get what you want. So you're living a life you actually want and you're not settling and you're not avoiding and you're not walking on eggshells. I don't want you to walk on eggshells in your house that fucking sucks. You know, I don't want you to not to feel like you're just settling in your relationship just to stay comfortable and stay quiet with everything so that nothing escalates. No, learn how to have the tough conversations so that you could get past them and live a good fucking happy life with your partner. All right. That's what I want. I want you to get past all this discomfort so that you're on the other end feeling confident in yourself as a man, like I talked about self-prioritization and also knowledgeable in these areas of boundary setting, listening, tonality, and body language. And this is what I teach in the effective communication method. I teach these main points and perspective shifting is the last point I stress with uh, through my modules and through the course curriculum in my program. So seriously, if you feel like this, any part of these topics I just mentioned um, are would be beneficial to you and your relationship, please reach out to me. Seriously. Um, I, I want to help you and I want to get to you. I want to get you to a better place um, in yourself, living your own life, feeling feeling good about yourself and feeling good about her and your relationship as a whole. So that's it for today's episode, guys. Um, that was just the a few laws I found in this book. Like I said, the book is really helpful. If you want to check it out, it is just go to my website and uh, purchase through there, please. <laughs> that would be nice. Anyway, yeah, that's it. I think that's it. And I do have, I do also have a COVID special going on, special rate for coaching. So if you reach out to me through this podcast, if you hear it, reach out to me, I'll make that available to you as well. So I hope this helped you. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.